Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show. Your one-stop shop for all your soccer coverage in Greenville and the upstate. We want this show to be driven by you, so make sure you send us an email at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome in everyone to episode number 57 of Yeah That Soccer Show. Hey, what's going on? It's been a little while. <sighs> I'm sorry. I need to just start off and apologize and say I'm sorry for leaving y'all hanging. Uh, hopefully you have enjoyed soccer over the last month or so, a couple months probably or so, without me to guide you and lead you along the way. But I'm back, and I wanted to uh, just take a chance here to, to talk at the top of the podcast a little bit about uh, where we stand as a podcast uh, where the blog stands, gvlsoccer.com, what we're going to look like going forward, and uh, and then jump right in back to assessing all the fun soccer stuff uh, around the upstate. So here's the deal. The podcast, uh, I took a break for uh, being a new dad. I'm learning that being a parent is a very, very hard and busy job. Uh, it's not overly burdensome, but it's just a lot of time, and you don't want to honestly – you know, when I get home from work and I'm spending time with my kid, uh, I don't necessarily want to carve out time to do other things, even things that are really fun and really important to me, like soccer. I've I've taken plenty of time to be at matches and uh, and watch matches, but to to put the time and effort into producing a podcast and to constantly crank out uh, articles on the website was maybe a little auspicious. Uh, from my point of view, starting the year, um, you know, my daughter came here mid-March. And so uh, beginning of the year was super awesome, was able to crank stuff out and even a little bit after she first got here. But uh, man, it's such a joy being a parent and I'm just enjoying that in this season of life. But uh, now that uh, now that she's getting a little bit older, she's in daycare, she's a little bit, uh, a little, needs a little less uh care and attention in terms of just keeping her alive. Uh, I think I have at least enough time to carve out every week to do a podcast. And so uh, that's why I'm here. We're back. We're going to be back. Uh, but you're going to notice some things are going to be a little bit different going forward. Uh, one, we're going to have way less sponsorships. Um, I'm probably going to offer work just through sponsorships that go through Anchor my hosting platform. Um, but, uh, the local sponsorships are going away just because honestly, it's not because I wasn't appreciative of the ones that we had. I, I still support and love all the people that were sponsors for me through the first year and a half here, Brad Butchkowski, uh, uptown catering, who's now actually doing food at the Greenville triumph games. Um, the spice and tea exchange, Milltown operatives, Reedy river riot, um, I think that's everyone that, uh, has sponsored me along the way, but, uh, it's been, it's been a real joy to work alongside of all those folks 
But uh, from my perspective, I don't want it to burden me down to feeling a sense of obligation to, uh, you know, try and shoehorn things in, try and feel a level of expectation in terms of producing content. Uh, never felt that from them, but I- I'm going to put that on myself if people are supporting me. And so uh, close down the Patreon, close down the sponsorship opportunities from that side. So this will just be a uh, – you'll just notice it will be a little different. Hopefully that will be a good thing. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy it more than more – more and more um, without some of those distractions. There is some way that you can continue to support what we're doing here. Uh, give us a five-star rating on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, wherever it is, just go and rank us. It helps us uh, helps people to know what we're about, and hopefully they'll uh, see that and appreciate that. And uh, spread the word, not just about the podcast, but about soccer in the upstate, because honestly, I think we're at uh, the precipice of – really being known as a soccer capital in the Southeast. And I think as we continue to support the teams we have here, both uh, on the professional, uh, on the collegiate level, on the semi-professional level, on the, uh, and just everywhere. I mean, I think we, we have such a cool culture here. And I think that uh, we can really show the Southeast that uh, Greenville is the place to be if you want to see really great soccer. So uh, spreading the word about the pod, spreading the word about soccer. And uh, and I'm going to work on maybe trying to get the Amazon affiliate link back up and running. I think it's down at the moment, uh, but I will get that working because that's like kind of a cool way that you can support us without really doing much. Um, <clears throat> where the blog stands. So that's the podcast. Now the blog, gvlsoccer.com, is still up. It's still active. Um, but for now, on a little bit of an indefinite hiatus in terms of producing mass amounts of content, uh, previews, recaps. That's just a lot for me to try to crank out with a, with a full-time job and a full-time parenting status (laughs) and trying to do the podcast too. Um, So I'm not going to be doing stuff like that. Uh, We will still post things. If, uh, if our girl Brittany uh, does some more matchler articles, we'll post those. Um, If uh, Brock does some more features, we'll be able to post those. I'm going to occasionally write some more long-form posts. Um, That's more what I'm interested in producing anyway, some just kind of 10,000-foot views of what's going on in Greenville, Uh, not necessarily the nitty-gritty of here's who we're playing and here's the prediction and here's who to watch for. Uh, Those things are great, uh, but I would rather do those things in podcast form and then give you written things that are more substantial and maybe, maybe that's not your cup of tea and that's fine. That's cool. Um, but that's kind of the approach I'm going to be taking the blog going forward. Now for the show, uh, here's kind of my plan. I want to make it a priority and I want to have some consistency. And so the only way I can do that is to try to be, uh, try to have a little bit of a formula here. So my plan is to try to release a show every Wednesday for you. So there should always be a show on Wednesday out for you to listen to, uh, only going to do one show a week with a very, very rare exception. If something just incredibly breaking or a great opportunity to interview or talk to someone comes up, um, I may jump on that. That's happened from time to time. Uh, but most of the time, you're just going to get one show a week. Those will be out on Wednesdays, like I said. It's going to be an all-inclusive show. So we're going to talk Greenville FC. We'll talk Greenville Triumph. Hey, if something crazy fun's going on in the offseason um, for those two teams, if something's going on with Atlanta United, if something's going on with U.S. soccer, World Cups, Olympics, college soccer, you know, we'll try to find content to fill it all through the year. But again, mainly this is a Greenville soccer show. This is going to focus on Greenville FC and Greenville Triumph. Um, 
but th- there may be other things that come in inclusively. But each uh, each show, if as long as both teams are playing, if both teams have news going on, we're going to cover both shows in uh, both teams in one show. So there won't be separate uh, separate shows for each team. Uh, it'll it'll all be in one nicely wrapped package. Hey, and you know what? I'm going to try to put some time codes if you don't want to listen to uh specifically to one theme or the other team just skip ahead or or skip back or skip whatever you know it's it's cool it's cool with me man this is uh this is just me trying to produce something for you to enjoy so don't uh don't make it too big of a deal and uh and then in terms of the show what we're going to try to do every week we're going to start off with some news anything that's just breaking or or kind of overarching for the Greenville soccer scene we'll look back at the week that was and then in the middle there, we'll have some any kind, any kind of sound bites from the coaches post game, players post game, any interviews we get to do that uh, seem to fit in the context of the weekly show. And then we'll wrap up the show with the week that's coming, previewing what's coming up um, and making predictions for all of that. So that's kind of where we stand at the moment with the podcast uh, and what it's going to look like going forward. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Greenville FC's season wrapping up. We're going to look back at the highs and lows from the season. We'll talk about last week in the Triumph season and look ahead at what's coming up next for Triumph this weekend. So stick around. We'll be back right after this quick break. Welcome back into episode number 57 of yeah, That Soccer Show. Uh, breaking it down here on the second half, we're going to be talking about, uh, first up, we're going to talk about Greenville FC's 2019 season their second season sophomore season for the green and gold lots of really cool things happened with greenville fc this year they moved downtown to serene stadium um got started with a core of really good returning players added some very dynamic additions and man did that really change the outlook for this team they finished second in the conference this year in the Southeast Conference NPSL, made it to the playoffs. They only had one loss all year, which is kind of crazy um, to finish second and only have one loss. And that loss coming in the second la- to second to last game of the season, they had victories over Chattanooga FC, which is a big deal. Um, as you know, I've talked plenty on the show about the history and the historical nature of Chattanooga FC, who wound up winning the playoffs and winning the conference uh, both in the regular season and in the postseason. So to have beaten them is a big deal. Uh, the location change, I think for Greenville FC was a big, was a, was a good one. Um, obviously there's some, we, we, we've talked at length about pluses and minuses with the move to serene. Uh, I think being downtown overall was a net positive, great deal with the food truck uh, the food trucks and the food stands there for concessions. That was really cool this season. Um, one of the downsides, I think, with being in Serene is that I think that it was easy for folks to get the impression that the crowds had shrunk dramatically from last year. And I just, I personally don't think that's the case. There's no official attendance numbers out there anywhere that I can find or that I'm aware of. But to me, while I was there at the games watching it, it felt like there was as many people as there were at matches last year. It felt like the atmosphere was just as fun and just as energetic and just as engaging. But, you know, you're on that one side of the stadium. It's much, much bigger than Eugene Stone up at Furman. So people are more spread out as they tend to do when they have space. And uh, I think at times it could feel a little bit 
uh, a little bit empty, but I don't think that that in practicality was the case. The Milltown operatives had a great second season. Tifo game stepped up big time. Uh, shouts out to the Allen family for uh, their hard work. I know Amanda does great work there with the Tifos and with her artwork. So um, she she killed it this year with some of the great Tifos that Greenville FC and the Milltown Operas were able to produce. Um, hey, you know, here's the thing. I noticed in my – in going to Triumph Games and Greenville FC Games this year – I noticed that the crowds, maybe the thing that's the most optimistic to me and the most exciting to me is that, yes, there's some crossover there. Yes, you have some people that are attending both teams' matches. But I also think that each team has kind of a different uh, a different piece of the market. Um, I think, you know, it, it's – and neither one is good or bad. But I kind of like that – I kind of like that we have these two different dynamics. We have this, uh, you know – triumph team who is uh usl league one you know got this kind of new upstart inaugural season for the league um all the teams kind of feel like they're they're polished and and clean and and trying to put off the vibe of this uh you know uh professional league lower lower division professional league it feels a lot like going to a drive game feels a lot like going to a swamp rabbits game in a lot of ways um and, and that attracts a certain crowd and then you've got greenville fc semi pro amateur uh mpsl gritty uh you know supporter centric in a lot of ways um just ground up mentality kind of like i said gritty scrappy and I think that attracts a certain crowd of people. And it's really cool that we have both of these teams in Greenville. I think that they, um, like I said, I think there's a little bit of crossover there, but I don't think it's as much as you might think. I think there's a, there's a good bit of each team kind of carving out their own fan base and their own uh, dynamics in terms of the the population of Greenville that they're, they're attracted to. Um, and, and that's so cool because we, you know, one of the things that attracts these leagues and these teams to Greenville is that Greenville's a it's a big place. Like there's a lot of people in the Spartanburg, Greenville, Anderson metropolitan area, and not even a percentage of a percentage of them are attending soccer matches. Um, so the potential is there for both of these teams to do exceedingly well. Um, I love that it seems like the teams are interacting a little more on Twitter. Um, that's cool. I'm here for it. You all know that I'm a big proponent of, of both teams' success. And so anytime that uh, we can grow the game as a whole, I think that's a net positive. So I think uh, I think one of the things that's going to help Greenville FC as they turn the corner into Season 3 is having had such success on the pitch. Um, you know, it's it's a frustrating thing, too. I, I know the second year we, we lost the Carolina Classico to Asheville on a technicality, on a tiebreaker. Uh, these two teams were even in both of their regular season matches. Asheville City wins on away goals because that's a thing, I guess. Um, and uh, they get to take the trophy. And then in in uh, but you know, like in, we we faced them in the first round of the playoffs. I kind of challenged, like, hey, let's uh, let's put that Classico trophy on the line. Nobody walked away from the first two matches as a definitive winner, and we know someone's going to this time. So you know what. Asheville ultimately walks away with the victory there, so I'm not I'm not mad at him for having the Classico Trophy this year. We'll just have to go get it next year. Um, but again, a heartbreaker for Greenville FC in the first round of the playoff. 
uh, overtime loss, a, a match where both teams felt, again, very evenly matched. Uh, Greenville had plenty of opportunities, and just ultimately the goal that Asheville scored was – Man, it was just like a breakdown, wonky play that you just don't feel good about. You don't feel good about losing on that goal. I mean, if they had a goal, just a banger, a galazzo that they earned every bit of, but that one just was kind of sloppy, and uh, you don't feel good ending your season on that one. But I think there's a bright future for next year for Greenville FC and into the future. And so, uh, Hey, I'm hoping Coach Lee Squire sticks around. I'm hoping some of those core players come back because they had quite the squad this year and a deep squad. Lots of different guys starting. I think 20, I think I figured it out like 26 different starters um, over this season, which is incredible considering how, how few games are playing just to rotate that much and to have that much depth on the team. So let's turn the corner and let's move ahead to the Greenville Triumph. Last week, the Greenville Triumph uh, played Orlando City B. They came to town. Greenville, the Triumph had beat them two weeks prior on the road, two to nil, uh, in front of twelve fans down in Orlando, <laughs> and uh, came up to Greenville. And here's a couple of things I'll say outside of the game. Uh, it felt like this game was. Uh, filling up pretty quickly. It felt like there was a good crowd showing up. I think uh, when when the Triumph did the $10 tickets general admission a while back, uh, I had I had told Brittany Hildreth, hey, I think that the team really should do this every match because it seems like a lot of people were sitting in those sections. And lo and behold, they've decided to do the $10 general admission tickets for the rest of the season. I think that's something, I think it's a smart move. I think it's something if the Triumph uh, see it successful, they will probably roll that forward into next season. Um, because I think, look, the biggest thing about soccer is you want to make it accessible to as many people as possible. And yes, some people will pay more money to sit in the nice seats. That's what I do. Um, I don't sit in the really, really nice seats, but I do sit in some of the nice seats cause you know, that's enjoyable to me. I want I'm, I feel like it's worth the cost and I feel like it's worth my support to, uh, to have an enjoyable experience for myself. And, uh, so, but, but $10 tickets makes it easy for families and folks who just want to get out to see a game to come. Uh, so the game gets started, and before the game even kicks off, I start seeing lightning everywhere. I'm like, oh, man, I hope they don't see this. <laughs> I hope the refs aren't paying attention. Uh, shouting things like, no, it's just a camera flash. Don't worry. Uh, ultimately, they decide to let it go. They, they play 15, 16, 17 minutes of the match right towards, th- right before they get the break. Um, Greenville is uh, gets a penalty awarded for maybe the dumbest defensive play I've ever seen by Orlando. Taking a guy down from behind who's running away from goal, I did not understand what that defender was doing. Uh, but you get the penalty there. Keegan, Jake Keegan steps up to take it, and ultimately it's blocked. Uh, I know that Keegan is the striker, and maybe he's the best at taking PKs. Um, but if you're asking me, Hey, you get to, you get to be the coach for the day. You get to pick the PK taker. I think I'm going to go with Cole Seiler. I think that's the guy that to me, when I watch him play, when I watch the way he scores goals, like he's the kind of guy that's not gonna, he is not going to step up to that penalty and walk away without the ball in the back of the net. Um, and I'm not saying he wants it any more than Keegan. I think Keegan definitely wanted to score that penalty, did everything he could, uh, to try and score it. Uh, but, uh, 
I don't know. That's just that's just something that maybe as a little bit of fan booking, it might have been something that I would have done. So Greenville now in they they go to the lightning delay and it's a three hour lightning delay in the midst of that. Uh, they send everybody home. They say this is going to be a closed door match. My experience, I had left to the, my wife had been out at a party. She came back home. The power was out. So I was going to go get a generator from my in-laws house. And that's when I found out they were sending everyone away. And by the time I got home, I did not think they were going to start the game back, to be honest with you. By the time I got back home, got on Twitter, saw that they were going to start it back up, uh, closed door match. So I stayed up and watched the match, uh, was getting very frustrating that game. I think for the triumph, you, it's a game you felt like they were dominating the chances they had, the the opportunities to score, just weren't able to put it in the back of the net. And it was going to be a really a tough loss, I think, to to have the worst team in the league come into your house and to split the points. And then ultimately, a, a ball, Chris Bermudez gets fouled at the top of the box. He lays there writhing in pain uh, as the referee lets advantage play out. Aaron Walker then kicks it in the back of the net, and Chris Bermudez hops up like a kid on Christmas, like nothing ever happened to him. Uh, made me laugh really, really hard watching him bounce right off the ground after he'd been laying there for 30 seconds. Uh, and you get a big win. You get a big win in a really weird environment, closed door match. Um, but Hey, a win's a win and three points is three points. And as you're making this push towards the postseason, these are the kinds of games you need to win. They're, they're the kinds of games you need to walk away with three points when you're playing a team at the bottom of the league that you should beat at home. You should. So uh, it's a good win. Look, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't uh, It wasn't a, a runaway win, but it was a win. And three points is three points, and they all count the same. And so uh, that looked good. And so that pushes the Triumph up into sixth place currently. And it's a tight race to get into the playoffs. Honestly, all the way from like second place all the way down to like eighth or ninth. It's pretty dang close. Uh, you got Orlando down at the bottom who's really – I don't think that they have really very good chance at all to make the playoffs. And you have North Texas uh, SC up at the top who really don't have a good chance at all to not make the playoff. I think they're kind of running away with it at the moment. Uh, would love to see someone just kind of bring them back down to earth a little bit. But, uh, but maybe Greenville could do it. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, so it's a tight race. So right now you're in sixth. Uh, you got a team coming in. This week in Tucson, who is in seventh, one point behind you. So again, this is a game that's going to be very important. A team traveling across country, it's going to be important to pick up three points. I think this is a game that if you're Coach Harks, you're looking at it and saying, we've got to walk away with three points from this game. Uh, One point is fine, but you cannot lose this game. You cannot lose a game to a team that's one point behind you in the table, that's coming across the country. You're playing at home in front of your own fans. This close, this tight playoff race, you've got to get points in this game. You just do. Um, So a little bit of news coming out of last week. The Triumph have three players who are on the verge of yellow card accumulation suspension. So one more yellow card for either Chris Bermudez, Dominic Bolin, or Tyler Pollock, and they will have to sit out a game for yellow card accumulation. It's uh, not ideal. But the I can't remember the exact rule, but USL League One has a weird like good good behavior rule, and you can get one removed if you go a certain amount of games without getting one. So you know those guys need to be on their p's and q's for the next few games, and especially coming into Tucson because Tucson is a team that has the lowest number of yellow cards in the league. They have no red cards. They are 
probably the most disciplined team in League One. And so in in some sense, that's good. You don't think they're going to be instigating things. They're obviously not a, a very uh, agitating type team. But as as you've seen with Greenville, Greenville has – they create a lot of chances. They take a lot of shots. They have a really hard time scoring scoring goals. And that becomes frustrating. It becomes increasingly frustrating the more and more opportunities you have that do not go in. And I think that is where our guys get frustrated and get yellow cards and silly yellow cards sometimes. is like you get you get in this mentality, you're a competitor, you want to win games, and you have chance after chance after chance after chance that doesn't go in. It gets frustrating, and you wind up going in too hard on a foul or throwing a leg here where you shouldn't have thrown a leg or – you know, it just it kicking a ball away when you shouldn't kick a ball away. It's it's just one of those things that as competitors they're going to be frustrated. So coming into this game, I'm I'm interested to watch it how those three play, because um, I think this has the potential to be a really frustrating game. Not from the standpoint of physicality, but just on the standpoint of Tucson's a pretty good defensive team, and they're this is going to be a very, very low scoring game. It just is. I think one goal in this game might win it for whoever scores it. So FZ Tucson, we have not played this team yet. This is, uh, this is going to be a completely new team for us. I think it's the, I'm trying to think, I think it is the only team we have yet to play in league one. Trying to think. Yeah, I think that's right. So we are going to play FC Tucson at home. Like I said, they're one point behind us in the standings. They have the uh, they don't take a ton of shots, but they have the highest conversion rate in the league. So when they do shoot, they score more than anybody else does, uh, scoring per shot. So that's uh, that is something that Greenville's vaunted defense is going to have to be on the lookout for. We got to lower the opportunities for FC Tucson because they're not gonna they're not gonna take shots. So if they take shots, they're gonna be in good position. I think that's that's kind of the gist of it. They have only won twice on the road this year, and both times were in Orlando, and we know how that goes. But they're not a very good road team, and this is game number two for them of a six-game road trip. They were at Lansing last week. They're they're down here. Then I think they go to Chattanooga, then back to um, Texas, I believe, and then I think Madison, and then I think Tormenta is when they're going to wrap up that six-game Road trip. So this is a big. Obviously, I would love to be game six of that road trip and not game two, but I think that they're going to be, you know, in this stretch where they know they're going to be traveling a bunch. On one hand, that's good. They they traveled to Lansing and back last week. They're going to travel to Greenville all the way across country to us, which is a reason I think we need to to take three points from this match. But at the same time, they also know what's ahead of them, and so they're going to be mighty hungry to try to get points here on the front end of this road trip. I think they're going to come to play this week, and so we've got to uh, we got to be on the lookout for them. So this is going to be this is going to be an interesting game, and like I said, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I think it's going to end one nil, and I do think that the triumph will be able to walk out of this game with a one nil victory in front of the home fans. You know, I know a lot of the players were disappointed last week not getting to play in front of the fans. So this is going to be a chance for them to put on a show. Uh, it's going to be gritty. This is not going to be a pretty 1-0 victory, I don't think. I think it's going to be a very frustrating game as a fan to watch. I think you're going to be pulling your hair out. Uh it's going to be a lot of defense, a lot of defense. Um 
but I think ultimately uh, one nil victory for Greenville is how we're going to come out. So hopefully you guys can get out to uh, Legacy Early College on Saturday, 7 p.m. Uh, FC Tucson coming in to take on Greenville Triumph. A couple other news and notes before we wrap up today. First off, if you had a ticket to last week's Orlando City match, uh, even if you didn't come, the deal is the Triumph are letting you exchange that ticket for a ticket for a future game this season. There's six games left, including this Saturday. You can, if you're a season ticket holder, you can do that by logging into your season ticket account. You can call the ticket office. Um, or you can bring your physical ticket stub to Will Call, and they will swap them out for you for a game. So if you're like me, you're a season ticket holder, so you don't you obviously don't need a ticket for another game. It's a great opportunity to bring a friend or bring someone who maybe has been interested in the Triumph and hasn't come to a game. My neighbor actually was telling me the other day, he's like, man, you know, you go to the, the soccer games, right? Like, I'm, I think I might want to go to one. So it's a great opportunity to try and bring some new people in and let them experience what soccer in Greenville is all about. Well, that's all I've got for you for episode 57. I know this was a little bit of a longer one. I uh, wanted to do all the explanation and stuff up front and let you know what was going on. Um, but hopefully this is the start to being back in rhythm and getting you a weekly podcast out. Um, so thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you guys next week.